Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Because my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, and we are heading into critical territory for the New York Giants. Some believe we're already there. One and five, a very difficult loss to Buffalo, let's be honest. Another game that the Giants should have won. Uh, The way the end of the game happened... Just a brutal, brutal way for the Giants to to lose another game. Uh, going into Sunday, does a win over Washington change everything? Absolutely not. But this team is in desperate need of a win to kind of validate the effort they've put in the last couple weeks, especially in Buffalo. Uh, this offense has not scored a touchdown in 205 minutes of game action. We know where that's at. Uh, Saquon Barkley in. Talked to him briefly today. Obviously, he feels as though, uh, you know, there's more to give, uh, but he wants to be here. Trade deadline's coming. I don't think you're going to hear any of the Giants veterans on expiring deals talk about wanting to be out of here. Uh, I don't know necessarily if that means that they stay. We'll just have to see. I find it hard to believe that this coaching staff and this front office, unless they got blown away by an offer, is going to dismantle this team. Uh, they need wins. You know, they can't have a repeat of what's happened to each of the last three regimes here as far as head coaches and then obviously the last two general managers uh, have been blown out of here uh, in terrible fashion so uh, that's where they're at on today's show I caught up with Micah McFadden He's been playing very well for this defense, and the inside linebacker pairing of Bobby Okereke and McFadden uh, was outstanding in Buffalo. Uh, they were very good at times before Miami. McFadden was injured uh, in practice, turned an ankle, but he's back now at 100%. He's really been one of the surprises this season for the Giants. Uh, and to be honest, this was the first time I actually talked to Micah one-on-one. So we'll have that interview for you in a second. Uh, let's talk injuries. I do not expect Daniel Jones to play against Washington. Uh, and I think that's actually good for Washington because Daniel Jones owns the commanders, uh, save for the 2020 tie last year, uh, Jones has really played his best ball of his career against Washington. Uh, so I think he'll be out again. Uh, is he close? Well, I wrote a story on NorthJersey.com. How close is close? He's out in practice. 
throwing in a non-contact jersey, which quarterbacks always do. Uh, he's running around a little bit, but until he gets medical clearance and no one seems to know for sure when that's going to happen, uh, it's going to be Tyrod Taylor's show. Uh, Tommy DeVito will be elevated again as QB2. DeVito, talk to him a little bit. You'll check that out in the newsletter. Uh, Talked about what it was like for him last week to get elevated to game day for the first time. He laughed today. It was payday. So he noticed the direct deposit on his phone when he got the alert. A little bit bigger bump on the game day roster than as an undrafted free agent uh, rookie on the practice squad. Uh, so DeVito's in 15 now. How quickly things go in this league. Uh, His jersey, his legacy game jersey, that they will wear on Sunday, number five. Every player in the locker room got a legacy jersey made for them earlier this year, even though uh, DeVito was on the practice squad. That jersey is now being used by the equipment staff to show the color coding of the uniform this weekend on a mannequin in front of the locker room. Uh, So (laughs) DeVito's jersey wasn't even worn in a game uh, we haven't even gotten to the legacy game, and that jersey number five has already been retired. Uh, he joked with me that he's going to do what he can to get that jersey uh, on the back end to be able to have that uh, for posterity. He bought the jersey that he wore, number 15, the Color Rush one in Buffalo, uh, record- symbolizing his first game. Uh, so that'll be more in our newsletter uh, coming out Friday morning. And uh, like I said, we'll get to the McFadden interview now, uh, and then I'll close up the show with some thoughts for Sunday. So here's Micah McFadden talking about the impact that he's had with Bobby Okereke at inside linebacker. You know, watching you and Bobby play together in the middle of this defense, especially Sunday night, you know, I think of how much work you guys have probably put in individually, but also together since you got paired up, you know, back in the summer, even back in the spring. Describe to me how much work goes into trying to develop a chemistry and a rapport with a guy on the inside of a defense. Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely a lot, and especially at our position. Um, you know, obviously he's the voice and the and the leader in the middle, just getting the play call out to start, but um, just the communication and kind of understanding you know what he's seeing out there and what I'm seeing and kind of just you know we kind of have to move as one um, in that defense so yeah it takes a lot and then you know I think it's kind of cool because after after every walkthrough or whenever we're walking out of the indoor me and Bobby will always just we'll just throw the ball back and forth together like a little longer and he's always like just practice your one-hand catch but just practice catching the ball because you never know when it's you know it's going to come your way so I thought it's really cool that the other night, you know, he right. took the ball and then, you know, I caught it. It wasn't too tough of a catch. It pretty much landed in right. my hands, but I thought that was pretty cool. So. You know, it's interesting because you say that, and I got to imagine over time, and I've been in locker rooms, you've been in locker rooms before, obviously different perspectives, but you get to a point where, you know, you reach another level with another, with a teammate, with somebody you feel comfortable with. Right. With you and Bobby, the way you guys were, I mean, obviously you're both complete, competing for spots. You're competing for a spot, you know, probably a little longer than, than he was coming mm-hmm. in with the deal 
deal mm-hmm. that he did. Um, did. Was there a moment a that you kind of felt, you know what, okay, we're, I can see ourselves as a pair now versus me just trying to fight for that individual spot? Yeah, I mean, def- you know, obviously to start out and before the season, everybody's kind of just competing for a position on the field and position on the 53. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think developing a relationship not only within the defense and within the locker room, but also just off the field. You know, he's a guy I hang out with outside of football. So I think, you know, creating that friendship and creating, um, you know, just that bond uh, in, in our linebacker room as well. I think it's I think it's important. It's, um, yeah, and I've just really enjoyed having him here for sure. The fact that this defense is playing as well as it is. Now, I understand the bigger picture. Obviously, we know where you guys are and what you're trying to do and trying to get, you know, off that schneid. But from a defensive perspective, do you has there been a moment where you felt like something has clicked every week that you're building on what you did the week before versus you know kind of searching a little bit maybe early on in the year? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, obviously, every game plan is different, and every week and every opponent's different. So, um, you know, you kind of have to adjust to what you're doing week to week, but. At the same time, I think, you know, each week we kind of find something about ourselves that we can build off of and something in a game that's like, you know, we did this really well and maybe we kind of took a few steps back in this area. But at the same time, you know, we can always make up for it with, you know, just our energy and our effort and how we play and how we communicate out on the field. So I think if we just, you know, continue to go into every week with the same mindset and, um, you know, keeping the main thing the main thing, but also focusing on the most important things for that opponent, um, I think I think we'll be good and we'll continue to get better. How much has your game grown individually within this defense, really going back to the summer until now? Yeah, I think, you know, definitely it's grown a lot. And I think just having that year, you know, getting to play all 17 games last year, just getting that experience under my belt and, you know, playing NFL opponents and NFL offensive linemen and understand what it takes to play linebacker in this league, which is quite different than, you know, um, you know, any other level. I think, um, I think you know, it's, it's grown a lot. And I think a lot of it, you know, I, I give it up to Bobby and, and, you know, Coach Eggs and Link and all the guys who have kind of, you know, brought me around and helped me, you know, improve in, in my craft and then also just brought me into the defense and, and trusted me and, and, you know, just told me, like, we believe in you, man. You can do this. Trust your athleticism. Trust your ability and go out there and make plays. You know, it's interesting you're saying that. And I thought about this a couple weeks ago when you joined us on a Zoom call, when you did one of the Zoom calls, just hearing your, your confidence kind of oozing through a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have come in off of last year and said, you know what? picked where I was in the draft, you know, make the team. That That's the number one prospect. But there are a lot of guys who never get past that that point. They're right. just on a team, and, which is great. It's yeah. not a, it's not a, you know, a knock on anybody. Right. But you've taken your game to another level where you are now an integral part of this defense. Right. Was that always the mindset for you, or did you have to take that belief from what the coaches told you and kind of believe that you could make it happen? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I I never just wanted to get to the NFL, and I had somebody tell me this offseason, like, yeah, it's cool you got to the NFL, but what does that mean if you're out in two or three years? You know, you get to tell your grandkids one day that you played in the NFL. Like, that's not really that exciting, you know what I mean? And personally, like, obviously, I wanted a lot more than just making it to the NFL, you know? Everybody wants to start and be a part of a team that um, competes, and, and, you know, personally, you want to start and you want to play in the NFL. So, yeah, it's definitely, you know, coming out of, off the season I had last year, I, I wanted to prove that I was better than what I put on film and um, wanted to show my teammates, most importantly, that they can trust me and, and that I belong on the field with them as well. Where have you grown, do you think, the most as a player? Like, when you watch yourself on film, from last Sunday night and then compare it to even this summer where have you taken the biggest leap 
Yeah, honestly, it probably sounds pretty cliche, but I think, like, my fundamentals and just the technique I have on the field, if you watch me, like, my feet aren't out of whack. My hands are in the right place. My eyes are in the right place when, you know, taking on a block or, or you know, diagnosing a play and that's that's things I can always get better at and there's a lot of things if you do watch the game from Sunday night that I can get better at and improve upon but um yeah I think I think those those small details have really you know changed my game and helped me play at, at a better level than what I was playing. did you sense that this was coming the last couple of weeks in terms of the way this defense has kind of lifted itself up but also you two guys in the middle you and Bobby I mean he's been all over the place you've been all over the place uh, you know just the idea of did you see it coming or was it just kind of a manifestation of week to week no I think I mean I think our defense always has the, the same mindset every week like I said and um, you know, I think I think it was going into this game. Um, I think there was like a collective agreement, like let's put the best thing we have on film for this game. Like let's show everybody what we really are and why we, you know, you know what we can do. And I think everybody kind of took it to heart, and we kind of just had a little meeting there before the game where it was like, let's go, let's go show it tonight, and let's let's put it on film. So. Um, I think it was also, yeah, I think that mindset that we went into the game with, I think we, you know, we showed that on film. And then um, I think, you know, I think we've been getting better every week. I think we took a lot of steps and, you know, maybe the scores don't always show it, but I think we've, we've battled every game on defense. So I think we just continue to do that and um, good things will happen. For How sure. do you reset going into this week? I mean, it would have been a hell of a lot easier to talk about Sunday night had you guys gotten that W. Um, so how do you reset for this week and kind of refocus? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same as every week. Like, you know, maybe it hurts Monday, maybe a little bit you feel it on Tuesday, but by the time we get in here on Wednesday and we start practice, you know, we're on to the next week. We, we can't be talking about the Bills when we're getting ready for a game, uh, you know, in, in four or five days. So um, I think I think every week, you know, we've had some some tough losses, some some games that feel like blowouts and um, – you know, I think I think just moving on to the next week, trusting the process and believing what we're doing each week. Um, you know, I think I think that's where our mindset is. Going back to the pairing with with Bobby in the middle for a little bit, just the idea. How do you complement each other as players? I mean, do you see it visually? You know, I I know I can complement, or is it really just? becoming one you know yeah well I mean I think I think we're always like learning from each other too like he'll he'll tell me like oh I like the way you you trigger downhill on this play and the way you fit this run and then I'll be like you know you did the way you stayed low and flipped your hips in this pass play and you know kept your eyes you know on the receiver before getting back to the quarterback or little things like that I think you kind of just learn you don't always have to talk about it but you can just learn from watching each other and then you know obviously the communication on the field is huge just being able to to talk out what we're seeing and um, you know, call things out before the play. That always helps. Do you get to a point where, obviously, you're listening to his communication. Are, are you kind of saying those things in your head before he's even saying them in the huddle? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And obviously, it's tiring being the green dot, too. You know, you're running after the ball, and then you got to huddle back. You know, hustle back to the, the huddle and, and get a play call out. So obviously, I got to help him out with you know getting the down a distance or 
um, you know, repeating the play call so he doesn't have to say it four or five times for the guys who aren't listening. That's interesting. Um, but, yeah, no, it's definitely, you know, something to think about and, and always kind of have that in the back of my mind when I'm on the field. Last thing is you, you look at this Washington offense. What do you see? I mean, obviously they have a young quarterback, but what, what do you guys see from what they're trying to do? Yeah, no, I mean, they got a lot of play callers or a lot of, a lot of playmakers out on the outside, um, really good receivers. They got some speed that, you know, they can affect you vertically. And then got a great run game too, great running back. He, you know, both of them run pretty hard. And, um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good challenge, obviously a divisional game. So um, a little bit more hype to it, but kind of just same process. Um, you know, just go out there, execute the game plan, and, and uh, get ready to go for Sunday. I lied. I said last thing. I just thought of one more. You were here last year. You were a part of something special. Last year was last year. This year was this year. Is there a sense that you get, you guys really, I mean, I know it's only been two games at home, but that kind of yearning and kind of miss what that felt like last year in that building? And is it tangible? You know, you almost get that back. I think without a doubt it's tangible for sure. I mean, you know, we, it feels like we've been saying it for a few weeks. It's a long season. It's a long season. But it really is. I mean, we got 11 more games, and there's a lot more opportunity left out there for us to go get some wins and, and uh, you know, kind of turn this thing around in, in the perspective of, you know, where we're at right now. So, um yeah, I think, you know, we just got to keep doing what we're doing, stay positive, and, and get ready to go get a win. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate, Appreciate it. So thanks to Michael McFadden for joining me for this week's show. Uh, we will be back on game day with our pregame game day preview show and then a postgame reaction show. Uh, I had emergency dental surgery last week. I had a cracked tooth that ended up in two teeth being extracted last Thursday. So I had a hellish weekend, did not make the trip to Buffalo. That's why we canceled at the last minute uh, our game day podcast. But we'll be back this week uh, giving you uh, what you've come to expect from all in. So I do appreciate you bearing with me. That's also the reason why we did not have the newsletter last Friday. Sometimes health has to take precedence. So uh, I'm good. Back off the injury report. Probable to go this weekend. And uh, looking forward to being out there in MetLife. Can't say much for the Giants and what they've given the fans on Sunday. I'll have more on that in the pregame podcast on Sunday. Uh, but here's what I'm expecting on the offensive line. I don't think we're going to see Andrew Thomas or John Michael Schmitz again. Uh, and I'm very hesitant on thinking that Evan Neal is going to play. He was a limited participant, but during the media viewing period today, he did not look comfortable on that ankle that he's been battling through. Uh, so if I had to guess right now, I think it's Justin Pugh at left tackle, Mark Lewinsky at left guard, Ben Bredesen at center, Marcus McKeithen at right guard, and Tyree Phillips, old friend, started in place of Evan Neal last year. Uh, and played pretty well at times. He's back from the Eagles practice squad, signed to the 53 this week. So was Justin Pugh. Uh, I don't think Joshua Miles, who was signed from the Falcons practice squad, is ready to step into the starting lineup. But it would not shock me to see him uh, active on Sunday uh, with an opportunity to get in in case of emergency. Uh, look, this is a winnable game on Sunday. 
you know, Washington has been up and down. Sam Howell is going to be aggressive at quarterback. Yes, they have weapons, but I think Wink Martindale and his defense, the way they're playing, can use Howell's aggressiveness against him. He's a second year, but essentially a rookie quarterback for Howell. Um, I do know that back in the draft last year, there were time, there was thought that the Giants might have been eyeing Howell as a developmental quarterback and Washington ended up getting him very close to where the Giants were set to pick last year. Uh, so something to keep in mind when you go into Sunday, uh, and watch this game. Uh, this team has got to give a better effort offensively. It just has to happen. I think that involves Jalen Hyatt. Uh, I think Hyatt, you know, you look at what he's been able to do. A year ago this week, it was against Alabama when he scored his five touchdowns, put himself on the radar of NFL scouts. Uh, not that he wasn't noticed to begin with, but to do that against an Alabama defense, you certainly have put yourself in position. And then obviously he's a third round pick for the Giants. Uh, more and more Hyatt has gotten more comfortable in this offense. He's learned the intricacies of the playbook. Uh, he's actually meeting his play speed with his mind speed and the way he's processing plays. So I would expect Hyatt to be, uh, have even more of a role this week. Man, another huge catch. Uh, late in the game against Buffalo that had the Giants converted at the goal line uh, and won that game. Uh, we'd be talking a lot more about the Hyatt plays that he made in that game. Uh, you know, a lot of fans want to know how come I wasn't coming so hard down on the uh, non-call, the non-defensive pass interference on the play, Teron Johnson on Darren Waller. It's kind of hard to, you know, look, it, it was a penalty. It should have been called. But when the Giants win a game in Washington last year and you're telling all the Washington fans, don't cry, the play happened, it's kind of hard to come back and be consistent and not be consistent and say, it is what it is. These things happen in the NFL. Should have been called, absolutely. Giants should have gotten another shot. But they didn't. So now we move forward. Uh, heading into this weekend. So have more on Sunday in our game day podcast, but thanks again to Micah McFadden. And for all you listening, thanks for being all in at one and five. You got to be all in or you're not doing this podcast or listening to this podcast. So I trust that you are, and we certainly are. So appreciate it. And we'll talk to you on Sunday. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.